education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2 and on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. The line Kepler does it. A walk-off winner in 17 innings. They'd like to dump Gatorade on him, but the Gatorade buckets are empty. That's how long this game has been. Five hours and 45 minutes later, Max Kepler comes through. The Score North Twin Show, Zolgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill, and uh, full disclosure, gentlemen, I went to Target Field last night. And I lasted 13. I violated a rule of the of the um, much younger me, which was never leave a game early. But after 13, I'm not kidding you, my scorecard ran out, and I said, all right. That's good enough for I me. Got, I got to get home to sleep. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting down to the clubhouse. And actually drove home, listened to the game on the way home to Provis and Gladden, got home, Flipped on the TV, and I think I left at 11.45 or so from Target Field, and she didn't end until, what, about 12.50-something? Yeah, it was 1 o'clock, dang near, by the time that thing was done and Max walked it off. Can I give you guys, though, before we unpack what we all saw last night, the most remarkable thing to me about the Twins, and there's a lot of impressive things, but the most remarkable thing to me is, so they're about to lose last night, and you're like, okay, this could be the first time all year that they've lost three consecutive games. Every other team in baseball has lost at some point three or more games. This team going into last night took its uh, fifth two-game losing streak, if you can call that a streak. And you're like, oh, okay, you know what? It's late June. It's almost July 1st. It makes perfect sense. This team still has not lost in baseball. Baseball, where, where you know, a three-game streak is certainly not that big of a deal. They have not lost three consecutive games yet in 2019. And they refuse to. They refuse to. Mookie Betts hits the home run that hits the fair pole. And you're thinking, okay, that's a bit of a gut punch. Extra innings. It's going to be a late night. Tough to recover from. How are the Twins going to bounce back tomorrow? That's what I thought anyways. I was watching the game with my dad and my little brother, and my dad took off just before that and said, all right, well, this thing's not going to end while I'm sitting here, so I'll give him a chance. 30 seconds later, Mookie Betts goes deep, and it was like, okay, well, that was a fun game. What a marathon. What an experience. And then what was it? Four more innings that the Twins not only hung in bullpen-wise. That was in the 13th, yes. Went toe-to-toe with the world champs and then walked it off with Max Kepler, his third enormous hit of the night. What a performance from that guy. Here's the great thing about uh, Kepler's game last night. He ends the game with a couple of crucial hits, at least a couple of crucial hits. Three for five, drove in three runs, had a walk, so six plate appearances, and he didn't start. Marwin Gonzalez did. Max Kepler had the night off. It was Jake Cave in center and Marwin in right field. Max Kepler did not start, and I will read the box score line again. Three for five, home run, three RBI. He drove in the game-winning run, and he had six plate appearances in a game in which he was not in the lineup in the first inning. All three of those were crucial hits. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Eighth inning, I think, what was it the 13th that brought it back to even? And then the winner. That's 
I mean, you can't script it any more pivotal than that. Max Kepler was the most important player last night in, uh, I don't know how you call it a pivotal game, whatever, but th- those are the champs, and you want to be the champs this year, so these games matter. You circle them on the calendar. What a performance from him on a day that was supposed to be a day off. That's like Judd Zolgad getting a day off, hosting Purple Daily, hosting the Score North Twin Show, coming in and doing Mackie and Judd with Rami, going over to the Twins game for Rocco. Oh, and somewhere in there, he went and talked to Gerson Rosas about what they're going to do in the draft. Like that That's a Judd Zolgad day at the office. Max Kepler just had a Judd Zolgad day. Oh, he had a heck of a night. <laughs> it was impressive. It didn't end till 1 a.m. either, and then he probably had to do some post-game interviews after that. Oh, so We all saw that he did with poor, poor Marnie trying to, to get the kid. Max is not a guy who likes to talk he's on not, his best day. He's not chatty. So on... Uh, after he plays that game last night, he was definitely not chatty. But he had a hell of a game. Yeah. I give him credit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm not going to... look. As a member of the media, I see him blow off an interview kind of like that and think, yeah, that's, that hurts a little. But same time, if you're a Twins fan, you don't give a damn what he says to the media. You just want him to hit Bombas. And hit Bombas he did yesterday. Uh, this is a guy... That's the kind of performance that will put him on the map for an all-star game. Sure. He's he's right on the outside looking in right now, sure. as is his teammate Byron Buxton, but with Buxton on the shelf it's harder to see him cracking that top nine. I don't know that you can drum up enough excitement in uh, Bomba Soda to get Buxton through to that top nine final vote, but Kepler, that's a, that's the kind of performance they get to play on MLB Network all day today, Sports Center all night and he maybe gets a bit of a lift from that. I don't know. We'll have to see. So now the question becomes this, because Fortunately for the Twins and Red Sox, they don't play a day game because lots of times you come back Oof. and play that last game. Can you imagine? The Twins, this is the last game of a nine-game homestand. They play tonight. The question becomes, who gets two night off? And I have one suggestion, gentlemen. I know who you're going to say. Give poor Miguel Sano the night off. Yeah. Five strikeouts last night. Give the guy the night off. One of them was not earned, but that's okay. Four strikeouts is still not good. I think... Well, and he's and he's gone in. He's gone into, again, a deep funk. This happens. He is going. He is shaping up to be from my childhood, Dave Kingman. That that's who he is. Well, from, he struck out nineteen in his nineteen times in the last ten games. He struck out nineteen times in the last thirty nine at bats. He's just he can hit the ball a mile, or he can miss the ball. And right now, he's just missing the ball. Was Dave a ton. Kingman a good player? I didn't. Uh, know, Dave Kingman didn't could. Paths. Dave Kingman hit prodigious home runs, and good. Miguel does too. Yeah, but that's just. But give him the night off. He just needs he needs a night to regroup after well, that last. Well, but we'll see. Now, you got an outfielder now, so you can move Marwin Gonzalez around. Marwin got the last eleven innings off. Lucky for exactly. him. Exactly. So you can play around with that a little bit now. Jake Cave's got fresh legs. Luis Arise, in theory, like should have fresh legs. But keep in mind, both of those guys hopped on a flight in what Columbus, Ohio, wherever the Rochester Red Wings were. Hopped on a flight. Came to Target Field. Or Rice, I think, got there in the middle of the game. Is that when he got there? Yeah, and then goes in because you saw him giving hugs throughout the dugout. Okay, I, didn't, um, yeah, it, I didn't see Kind that. of in the middle innings, I want to say. And he goes up and sure. he, he hugs Adrianza. He hugs whatever, some teammates. And it's like he should have fresh legs, but you've traveled and worked. That's brutal. That's It's way more tiring to fly and get to a, whatever, 1030 meeting in another city than it is to just wake up in your city you know, shower, brush your teeth, and get to the he's office. He's still fairly young, though, right? He's 22. Okay, I'm saying he'll be he fine. Can, he can do it. He can play tonight. He my, can start. My point is that it's not easy on anybody. It's not going to be easy on, on Nelson Cruz. It's not going to be easy on 
certainly anyone in the bullpen, I'm not, I'm not feeling great about the freshness of that bullpen today. So I'd go up to Kyle Gibson. I honestly would have gone up to him in the 10th inning yesterday and said, go home. I would have said, Kyle, I know you want to dump the Gatorade, and I appreciate the supporting for your teammates. We need you to go like seven or eight tomorrow, though, so I need you to get your beauty sleep, bud. That's an important task. Go home. Get out of here. Dave but he King, didn't. Dave Kingman, by the way, uh, 236 career here, but he hit uh, 442 home runs. That's a lot of home runs. That's, struck out, uh, one, he struck out 1,816 times. <laughs> Are you on his baseball in, reference? In, in uh, 16 major league seasons. What was his wins above replacement? Just so I have some reference here. Uh, if you're on B-Ref. His, his war in this, well, his offensive war in 16 seasons was 23.2. Okay, so he's 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 a guy. defensive war was uh, mm-hmm. minus sixteen points sure. there. He was a guy. You wouldn't necessarily take yeah. him as a uh, star. I think Miguel Sano's oh, no, better than that, bud. So not we'll just, but we'll move past that because we're just going to fight like cats and dogs, and that's not what today is about. Today is about celebrating a seventeen inning victory, a marathon. Well, it's about things. That it's you about could. Things. This is sports. <laughs> talk, this is sports talk radio. Never, never choose one path in sports talk. What's funny to me, Jeff? Choose multiple paths, and fighting is never a bad thing. Thirteen innings, and that's as far as your scorebook goes. I know because I've seen it. I've scored yeah. games next to you. Yeah. The Twins ones, I I can't remember if they're thirteen or fourteen. The ones that I fill out at Target Field, oh, the twelve, the one off sheets, no, twelve. Because I remember Declan's it being expired a, after twelve, and he, <laughs> but he did. Poor guy, Declan Goff couldn't leave. Stuck around. That's he right. had to stick around. Got a for job to do. Love it. And I did see Declan's photos from the third row press box. That was that epic. was after I you, left. You stick that out, man. It's epic. But I look at this scorecard and I say, I'm thinking to myself how you started the show with a much younger me violated a rule. It's not a much younger you. Ju- I probably met you when you you were what? You must have been 42, 43. Yeah, We've known each 40. other five, six years. Yeah, I was in my 40s. So you're early to mid 40s when we met, and you had that late inning rule then. You weren't leaving a game in the 12th inning. Last- you're like, I'm getting up at 6.30 a.m., but damn it, I'm at the ballpark until 1. I couldn't have lasted 17 <laughs> back then. You, we, we never we never had to sit through. See, that's the key. My, my there, there was a major test last night because right. they went 17, and she I decided did. after 13 that I had to go. But it was fun, and I just I go back to the fact that this team still has not lost three consecutive games, which is amazing. I think mind boggling. Well, and you got amazing. Gibson going tonight, who is it? Eduardo Rodriguez on the other side of things. Yep. You got a chance to win a series against a very good baseball team, the Boston Red Sox. I know they didn't get off to the greatest start in the world. No, they played great of late. You you ask clubs right now, who do you want to face? The Red Sox are not on that show. They went in last night with a six game win streak, correct? Six in a row, well, including really the well. first one against the Twins. They were five in a row into the series. So, off of last night's game, long before uh, it hit extras, what do we make of late of Michael Pineda? So, in three June starts, okay? In three June starts, he has pitched a 16 and two-third innings, 2.7 ERA, 250 batting average against, he he looks like, and we were told this too, and we know coming off Tommy John, you basically sit that year, and then you come back, and everybody who knows baseball says it takes some time for you to get your pitches back. Then it's not just okay, I'm back, I'm fine. Um, where I found potential fault with Pinedo was the topic that Jim Cott brought up when they were in Yankee Stadium which was his legs seemed to tire because he's such a huge man. His legs tired, he lost his legs, and that that became a problem. So that was uh, get yourself in better shape potentially issue. But Michael Pineda, again, in three June starts, a 2.7 ERA, which certainly is not a large sample size. But last night he goes six innings against the Boston Red Sox, 
Gives up a run, five hits, strikes out five, walks one. That is a very respectable line. Yeah, and I think that when you talk about Tommy John surgery, that's not even the biggest issue for Pineda. Because you remember last year, too, he had the knee surgeries. And you're thinking, well, okay, now it's compound issues. You're not only you're worried about the arm and all the things that people talk about with that, whether it's whether it's you know scar tissue early on in the process or just the mental hurdle of can you really let it eat. I haven't really seen a problem with that. For Pineda, but the knee is what landed him on the IL, and now I and that would, was in September, right? Yeah, and late late in the season, and you're thinking he might have an outside shot to get into baseball games here, even though that was never the Twins' plan. That was not necessarily their hope for him. It did start to look like timeline could line up, but then the knee ended his 2018 season, and that gave me a little pause coming into 2019. I thought, are you sure penciling this guy in for 32 starts? Are you sure? And in this case. It was the knee that got him, I think, more than the arm because he sort of has the fastball. I'm like, I'm good with his fastball. I see it. He can spot it when he's on. It's not always perfect. Obviously, he's he's a fifth starter for a reason in this case. But it's the secondary stuff that I thought didn't really quite come around, not only throwing it for strikes, but commanding it, missing bats, all that kind of stuff that you look for. And hadn't really seen that a whole lot out of Pineda. But to his credit, six innings last night, and he looks... He looks healthier now. His pitches have more life to him. Cott's point about endurance, I thought, was a great one That's at true. the time. And I think, I think from from my eyes that that is starting to improve at times. He'd still which like is to a see big him in, deal. Yeah, I mean, look, we're always we're always flirting with this gap between our ideal scenario and what's actual reality, right? In reality, he pitched six good innings last night, and if it was a nine inning game, we wouldn't be talking about boy that bullpen's taxed right now. We'd be like, hey, Pineda did a job right. against the team, Fair. so. I think that the gap between what we expect and what actually happened, it's it still exists for me in this case. I don't want to blow this out of the water, but you would still like to see the guy get into better physical condition. Absolutely. Like I, I think that's Absolutely. just easy to say. Yes. Yeah, I just think it, it's a balancing act between what type of condition is he in, could it improve, and I think the answer to what it you just sh- said is should. definitely yes. Yeah, it should be able to. But it's also how much development are we seeing from a guy who had Tommy John, missed Obviously, a substantial amount yeah. of time came back, scuffled, and I think we at that point had our doubts about his a spot in the rotation. Sure. And then last night, getting to a point where you can send him out for an extended outing against the Red Sox, and you fear it going in, and it's fine. Yeah. Let me ask you, Judd, because there are two different tracks we talk about with this team. Track A is June 18th. June 19th, June 20th. What are they doing? Who are they playing? Where are they at? Can they win another series? They seem to be able to do that. I think they win again tonight, win a series. That's great. That's one track. The other track that we talk about every single time we talk on the Score North First Place Twin Show because it's important. Mm -hmm. This is not the Kansas City Royals. This is not the Detroit Tigers. We're talking about the events of today. We're also here talking about the events of tomorrow and what happens in October. From that perspective, I I just don't get riled up about Pineda because here's my question to you, Judd. As the driver of the Bumble Bus, you get a key say in this. You get a vote. Your opinion matters. Is Michael Pineda pitching a game in October for you? Out of the bullpen, probably. Okay, you do use him in relief. Out of the bullpen. Well, here's my okay. Here's my decision, and where, where it gets tough, and where where I need to see more to to give you a definitive answer. I Derek see you're perplexed. More. This is well, good. Well, think about it. Playoff rotation. Yeah. Let's say they get Mad Bomb, okay? Let, let's just say they Somebody, get Pitcher yeah. X. All right. 
Barrios game one, I think, and what he did two nights ago knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pun intended. I was really impressed. Pitcher X game two. Oh, socks. I get it. I didn't mean to say that, but I did. I'm very, very tired. <laughs> so, Barrios game one, I think I'm comfortable with that. Sure. Pitcher X game two. Gibson game three. Really? Kyle Gibson mm. to me is coming. If this continues, Kyle Gibson, I I was as down on him as you could be two years back. And more and more now, he impresses me. And I'm I'm starting to buy that he got off to a little bit of a rocky start because of the E. coli issue and the fact he had lost all that weight yeah, and his that. endurance sure. and stam- stamina was way down. Uh, so now my question becomes, Pineda or Perez out of the bullpen, who's more effective? And that I don't know. And this is not an insult to them. I just don't know. And Michael Pineda's stuff out of the bullpen might play. Yeah, fastball slider, exactly. not extended run. More than Perez. So you would take, so if you had a three-man postseason rotation, you're taking Odorizzi out of it? Oh, if they sorry. make a trade for... I'm sorry, Jake well, Jake, th- Jake, three. You can go okay. four and guys, then, though, too. And then Gibson four. And then Gibson four. You can go sorry. four guys sure. in no, the I just forgot. Series. Yeah, sure, sure. I would say, I was just going to ask about former ALERA leader Jake Odorizzi and see if he was going to start bad, a though. game for you. Mm. I might go, look, if you had asked me this before Brios' last outing, I might have gone... And I'm on the record, trade for somebody better than Barrios. Go get a top-of-the-rotation stud that you trust for game one. So pitcher X is one, Barrios is two, Odorizzi is three, maybe, something like that. And then Gibson probably game, it's it's okay if it's game four, unless you want to bring back, you know, Trevor Bauer on three days rest or or Noah Syndergaard on three days rest or whatever it is that... Once we get there, let's deal with the schedule and what it looks two, like. Those last two, I'm trying I'm to, just to curious decide to, on, on Pineda and Perez. That's right. Who I think is more has a better chance out of the bullpen to really help me. I'm just most curious about, are we talking on both tracks about Pineda? Because if, if we're just talking about the regular season, I'll do that. I'm definitely, I'm not bored with that. This team is fascinating basically endlessly. I can talk about this team five days a week on the radio on Score North Which on AM 1500 and scorenorth.com. <laughs> but I look at this and I say... If he is a rotation starter, I need to see more. I mean, if he's an October rotation starter, I need to see more. If he's going to help you get there, if he's a get there guy, Pineda, you're saying that's perfectly fine with me. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. Like he has been, what he gave he, you last night is he, excellent. Do you think? See, my my sense is that he wouldn't be. He's on the outside, and I'm okay in. with that. Yeah, he's on the outside. But this in. this doesn't mean that he doesn't help me. That's right. And I I would say the same thing for some bullpen guys too. Not what not to belabor say, the point. What would you say about Perez? Perez is fascinating because I think what's happened here lately is a change in approach from opposing hitters. Oh, yeah. I I look at it and I say when he was really, when he had a meeting out of his hand, Mm -hmm. part of it was the changeup, but so much of it was the cutter stretching the plate. Yeah, they're swinging, they're chasing away. You know, righties have to look out for that backdoor cutter. Mm -hmm. Lefties have to look out for it, not only on their hands, but running away off the plate. It was just, he had so many weapons Working at his disposal, right, left, didn't matter. And lately, I mean, lately he's been okay. He's been fine. I'm not ready to kick him out of the starting rotation of a first-place team by any means. But he hasn't been the sort of dominant Martin Perez that we'd seen the first, Absolutely what, 10, not. 10, 12 starts, was I, it? What, what? I, no, he has not been. So I think that's fair to say. And now my only con- concern or, I guess, question is, does he ever return to that form this well, year? Or is this just it? If he returns to that form, he's in. He's starting a game in October. And that that circles back to something that we've talked about a thousand times In uh, is true in sports, and especially pro sports, where guys are this good. 
What is Perez's? Do the Twins and Perez have the ability now because they made adjustment one, and they fooled people, and it worked really well for probably an extended period of time, right? Now, to to your point, Derek, he's been adjusted to again. So, what's his comeback now? What's the come? Can he can he now adjust to what they've done to him to get back to and. Not even saying to get back to a completely dominant pitcher, sure, but to make that adjustment where you say, "Oh, okay, he right. he has now figured out what they were doing to him, and he's now having success again because of that." Right. Well, and I don't have the data in front of me. I haven't dove deep on this because I thought we were talking more about Michael Pineda today. But what I will say, just anecdotally, having watched the games, followed the team, I think that he needs to throw more strikes. I think he needs to be in the zone with that more. What was so successful for him was. Okay, the velocity dialed way up, and now you have to protect against that. 95 from a lefty starter is elite velocity. So you're a little worried about that in the batter's box. And then that cutter changes things. It adds a new wrinkle. It's a dynamic that he hasn't really shown before. But once you start, if you're stretching the plate too much and you're relying on swings and misses, chasing outside of the strike zone, the easy counter to that is, I'm not going to swing at that pitch. That's six inches off the plate. I don't trust that you can break that in enough to get it back in the strike zone. I'll take it. I'll take my walks, and then I'll wait till the second time around, my my third inning, fourth inning of work, yep. where now you have to come into the strike zone, and you probably have to come into the strike zone with fastballs, and I'm ready for it, and then it's bombs away. And that's what I think we've seen with Martin Perez a little bit, is even that in-game adjustment. Yep, Teams are better able to counteract well, what he's doing, get back in the strike zone early. And quickly, too, how about Barrios? How about his his ability to adjust now on the fly? He's, un, he's untouchable but when he has that stuff working. We watched him his first year, and because his stuff has been electric since the day he got here. And if teams adjusted to him, he gets rattled. He got so rattled and so out of sorts. And and you said this can be fixed. I wasn't concerned, but you are curious to see the, the guy's mentality from oh, sure. there, right? Oh sure. This guy now has pitched. I swear. Five or six games in which in which you say he he either did what he did a couple nights ago, which was didn't get off to a great start, and or does not have let's say two pitches, mm-hmm. and so you say ordinary pitcher here if he's got good stuff but he doesn't have the brains is in big trouble. Jose Barrios at every turn, I I just because Twins pitching for the large scale and then what the last nine ten years Derek has been so. Average to you know we that's very kind we've ce- of you. yeah we've celebrated a lot we've celebrated a lot of guys for simply pitching a good game when I see Jose Barrios do what he has done this spring I I can't begin to tell you how impressed I am when a guy like that basically has one pitch some oh, yeah. nights one pitch and he still is fantastic it's, you're right it's why he's in the conversation to be a game one starter in October yes it's why he's able to do what he did was it two nights ago with his gem when he has all of his stuff Judd there aren't very many pitchers on this planet that are better when he's got the changeup for swing and miss when he's got the four seam fastball for swing and miss when he can control the two seamer and run that back into the strike zone and it's not that I don't know where this is going so let's just see right and then he's got an elite curveball to go at like it's it's not fair to hitters to have to go up and face a guy by the way, who has plus velocity. When he has everything working and he has the mentality that you're talking about, then it's over. Good night. Eight innings, shut up ball. But he can win with one pitch working. Yeah, and he's developed in that regard a lot in his past three seasons, which, again, is why you might be looking at him and some people would question, is he an ace? Yep, he's an ace. Is he in conversation for game one of the ALDS? Yes, I think he absolutely is. He's This whole pitching staff, 
pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. TCL Broadcast Studios, it is the Score North Twin Show back after this. Talking with my baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know it goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. We'll get it done. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. Driven to right, a piece hit. Garver around third. He's going to score. Kepler delivers, and we're tied at two. Highlights last night, uh, Twins Red Sox at Target Field, in case you went to bed early, or or at a normal time, uh, Twins win in 17 last night, so uh, that series is 1-1 rubber game tonight. Kyle Gibson starts for the Twins. How about this, Derek Wetmore? I'm going to give you some statistics and uh, get your impression, because actually, you know what? It's not too bad. 11 innings pitched, 12 hits, two runs both earned, one walk and 12 strikeouts. Oh, I know what you're giving us. That that was your, you know, you know, we dump on, or I guess we, we. I dump on we. them a lot. Well, you have two. What's all this weak crap? You got a rat in your pocket? You have two, but I have certainly been, uh, I think, justifiably harsh on a lot of this bullpen <laughs> this year because I sure, want what's sure. best for the Twins. You're I right. want to see them succeed. I've mm-hmm. heard this. Yep. You uh, you have the World Series attitude. But I just gave you the uh, the uh, combined statistics for Ryan Harper, Trevor May, Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, Blake Parker, Mike Morin, uh, McGill, and uh, Zach Littell, who won last night out of the bullpen after Pineda departed after a six-inning stint. I'm not so surprised. Why I was no, no, so Blake Parker gave up. Blake Parker gave up two hits. I thought I gotta the wheels. Say, I thought the wheels were off at that point. When I saw Blake Parker warming up for that game, I thought that you were going to have some sort of meltdown ready for us. I thought that that was going to be problematic well, to, for you. He had to pitch him. Yeah, I mean, you were. Oh no, no, no! I was now. Now I, I was in the last row of the press box with uh, Danny Cunningham. And Declan Goff, and, yeah. I, and I did use an adjective that I can't use on the air <laughs> when he started to warm up. The stream's done now. We're done streaming yeah. on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, so it's okay to say, unless you can't say it on the No, I on can't say that on the oh, radio okay. either. In fact, we get in more in. trouble. The FCC <laughs> would frown upon that. But but Rocco had to use him. But you know what? For For the relievers I just gave you going against the Boston Red Sox, that's very respectable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your goal there is to get you to the end. Yes, keep you in long enough that the bats can do their do their thing. Yes, I was the most shocking thing. That's this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment. I don't mean it like that. The most surprising thing about last night's marathon baseball game that ended in a Max Kepler walk off hit was not that the Twins bullpen held up for their, what was it? I'm doing the math in my head. 11 innings of work? 11 innings of work, yes. 12 strikeouts in 11 innings. And what, one earned run? Uh, two run, two runs both earned. Two, 12, that's right. 12 that's hits right. and yep. a walk. Sorry, the Morin uh, home run. Yep. I was not most surprised by the bullpen's performance that they got you uh, through until, as they say, the cows came home. I was more surprised that the Twins' juggernaut offense did not break through against the slop of the Boston Red Sox bullpen that 
they were thrown up there. Because, as we know in Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, everyone is worried about the bullpen, and I get it, justifiably so on some nights. But there are a lot of American League clubs, a lot of contenders around all of baseball that wish they had a better bullpen than they have. And I would think that the Boston Red Sox are very high on that short list of contenders. Aside from the Yankees right now, how many teams have bullpens where you say, wow, that's a really good bullpen? Well, uh, it put me on the spot. In, in the American League. So let's not even be concerned about the National League. Yeah. So how I'm many American League teams have, have that sort of uh, um, three to four year back Kansas City bullpen where you say, if you get to the six, this game is done? Well, there's one team that has that right now, and it's the Yankees. The Yankees, mm-hmm. right. After Beyond that, that, I'm just Boston, trying to think I can off tell the top you right of now, my Boston head. does not. No. Mm-hmm. You're and, right. And Boston last year, actually, it's really interesting because last year, Boston didn't have that lights out bullpen. When they got to October and you thought, well, this team's done because they didn't upgrade at the trade deadline. And then they win the freaking World Series. So it can be done. However, that team relied on a guy named Joe Kelly suddenly becoming Dennis Eckersley in his prime and marching through October. I was a little surprised they didn't do more to that bullpen when Kimbrell walked and Joe Kelly walked and went and signed with the Dodgers. They basically didn't make any huge upgrades there. And it always makes me wonder, when smart teams are doing things like that, What's what What am I missing? What am I missing? But you ask the question of, who has that lights-out bullpen right now? Honestly, off the top of my head, like I like Houston because you got, you know, our guy Ryan Presley. Yeah, but that's but, not a lights-out bullpen. No, and I don't, I just... Presley's I, fantastic. I don't but. look around and say... Uh, that is the strength of that team right now. There's not. There, I wouldn't say there is a team that I feel that way about. Maybe I'm just missing something. I don't think you are. I and think it's the Yankees, and I, I think jump off the top of your head. Any well, jump out to you? I'm looking at Houston's bullpen now, and I mean Presley's Presley's been amazing. He's got an ERA under one. Hector Rendon, eh. Will Harris has been pretty good for them. Looks like Osuna's been closing for them. I mean it's. It seems like a good bullpen, oh, it's but, not, but I don't think it 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 doesn't it doesn't scare me. That's what I'm. Yeah, and my point is, how many teams uh, be on the Yankees and in the American League? I think the answer is none. Do you get to the sixth, and if you're down, you say it's done. Kansas City had that four years back. Now is that right? Sure, uh, 2014, 15. With so Wade at that, Davis, at that point, in t- at that point in time, if they led you, you were not going to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there is a club like that right now. And there's a and there is a lot of bullpens in this league that are awful. In part, Judd, because there are so many offenses that I think are just waiting to break out that are just you can't hold this club down. You just hope to you hope that they run out of outs in in a night. Yeah. Like the Yankees we're watching the Yankees Rays game on MLB Network on the TCL TVs here in the TCL broadcast studios. But I look at it and I say Boy, you got Blake Snell going for the Rays. You like that. But in the first inning, the Yankees have three runs on the board because it's the Yankees. They have this incredibly deep lineup, and they're not the only club that has that right now. I guess I would just not like to be a pitcher in the big leagues right now. Could it be because... Bomb us away. Could it be the reason why we're not seeing great bullpens sort of big league wide is because we're using them more? Teams are you going into their bullpen sooner than... What they have generally in the past could be part of it. Yes, I also think that you're just asking more pitchers to be great mm-hmm. now. Like it's not you yeah. have an ace and a closer, and then everybody else is everybody else. 
Now, at least my standards, I mean, I've got what Judd has, which is hashtag World Series attitude. My standard is now I need two aces and two or three more good starters, and then I need four relievers that I could trust, and one of them better be untouchable. So the stand, so the overall standard for bullpens has just changed. That's my thinking it of it to anyway. Be, it used to be your starter goes seven innings, and then you got your eighth inning setup guy, and then you have your closer, and if you had that, you felt pretty good. But now, because... Starters aren't going as longer. You're using more bullpen guys. The standard has been well, has been raised, and the closer has changed because now that that's a guy who comes in in the seventh at times to get crucial outs. Yeah. Sure, uh, yeah, there aren't. But this also a lot of closers anymore. Th- this also circles back to what we discussed in segment one, which is this: as you near the playoffs, do you look at a starter who might not even Pineda? Let's say he's pitching well. But you've got what you consider to be your starting rotation for the playoffs, Derek. He's outside of that. And so now you say, okay, if we move him to our bullpen, he's going to give us... He's, he can go one turn through the order, for instance, and be effective. And that immediately also helps to upgrade our bullpen. And it's not a slight against him, but he is, as you said, outside of what you consider to be your starting rotation yeah. in the postseason. yeah. And it's going to be fascinating to see how they play with this. Like the Twins have a bit enough lead guys that they can just use September as an experiment if they want mm-hmm. to toy around with a few things. I'd like to see them use an opener in September. I'd like to see them toy with I don't know. We pick whoever it is. Like maybe Perez is making a postseason start, so see if Kyle Gibson could pitch out of the bullpen. Now I don't personally like that, but I'm just saying the idea of throwing everything out and just seeing if. Someone be comfortable with something else. It's the idea of in spring training, Max Kepler lead it off, let off. We all looked at that and said, well, that's weird. He's never done that before. But Rocco's thinking was, I don't care if he's never done that before. He stings the ball against right handed pitching. Who else would we want up there? Mm-hmm. So they used spring training in a way to toy around with some of that stuff. I'm thinking the catcher split and the and the way they use pitchers and stuff like that. They could guys, they have enough of a lead. They could use September for that too. I'd be curious to see who could play it up out of the it bullpen. Expanded rosters too gives you a lot more leeway to do that. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother ball of worms. I, it, I wish it wasn't so uneven and unfair in September. They've got to figure something out about that. But you're right, it does. It does give you the luxury. You can have. 90 pitchers on your roster if you so choose. And what intrigues me there as well is it, what makes this team, Rocco and Falvey, Levine, so interesting to me is we've all got ideas of what they should do and what they might do, but given the circumstances now, we have no idea what they're going to do. Right, right. Which I think is is because they're smart guys, and they've come up with di- with different ideas and scenarios that, as you just said, Derek, you wouldn't have thought of initially. And so we all say, and I think we're right, but I, you know, go get a starter, go get a bullpen arm or two, and I think they're going to do something there. But I think that there also is a very good chance that they're going to do a few things that we don't expect. Sure. And if they work, they're going to be heralded as geniuses. And if they don't, they're We're going to get whipped. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> we got they a show. Are, I, I firmly believe that no matter what the answer is, they're going to do things their way. Yeah. And I can't sit here and tell you definitively that I know what those things are going to be. An old school baseball guy, I could have probably told you, I think they're going to go do this. And they probably do that. Yeah. I think there's... Look, there's a million scenarios that could play out here. So I'm not going to try to predict the future. But one thing that could happen is they get Fernando Romero right. They get 
Trevor Hildenberger, right. Uh, you remember that starting pitcher they used to have? I was reminded of him when Eduardo Nunez pinch ran because the Twins traded Nunez to the Giants for a guy. You remember this guy? Adalberto Mejia? Remember mm. he used to pitch for the Twins? I have no recollection of him. Yeah, I just I had to look it up, but I, on baseball reference, it turns out, yeah, he, he did wear a Twins uniform at one point. And he did, apparently he weighed 195 pounds? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, according yeah, to baseball reference? Strained his calf one day in May and never heard from him again. But... That's you know, there's a guy that could emerge. Good pitches, good arsenal. It didn't work for him so far this year, but like maybe he comes back and is able to get outs in games out of a bullpen. Did I already <laughs> mention Hildenberger? I know you smirk, and it's fair. Hildenberger's hurt now. Hildenberger's on the injured list in uh, in Rochester, but there's uh, and even Ryan Harper's a guy who I don't know that we talk about enough that. I think they're going to start to lean on more. I think they're going to start to trust him in more. They might just flip-flop him and Blake Parker. Suddenly you're not counting on Parker for big October outs. I don't know. I'm just saying there's like a number of ways that this bullpen puzzle can unfold. And until we get closer to October, it's just going to be impossible to predict. There's just so many different ways that it could play out. And you're really only talking about four, maybe five relievers in October anyways. Who, who do you think, um, among the people in this bullpen right now with roles that might not be considered um, to be enormous, who do you think can absorb and do more? Because I think when May is used correctly, he's absolutely fine. Now, I also think if you ask too much of Trevor May, it might be a problem. Blake Parker, I've become less and less confident about, even with him doing okay, giving up a couple hits in an inning of work last night. But do you look at a Harper or a guy like that and say he he can absorb more? Because when this bullpen has been successful so far, I do believe that they've done a pretty good job of utilizing people in roles that fit them. But again, you can't go outside that too much and ask too much, or that's when you start to see people melt down. Yeah, so I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that last part. I think you ask guys to do the job, and then you figure out by the end of the year who can do the job. And if Tyler Duffy can do the job, then Tyler Duffy's pitching for me in October. Last night, impressive. Big fastball. Strikeouts high with that fastball up. Curveball has always been impressive since the day that he debuted. It's like, I don't know that he's going to be one of their guys, but he's a guy I want to see more of. I want to see him in high leverage roles just to learn because I don't think every win and loss, you know, is going to cripple your season or blast you to the moon. I think it's important right now to keep the perspective of the two track mindset. The one track, try to clinch home field in the American League. That's helpful. So you win a lot of ball games, feeling good about yourself going into the postseason. Beat good teams like the Boston Red Sox at home, win a series. That matters to me. But what also matters to me is this sort of audition phase of who's going to be the guy in October? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be this year's Joe Kelly? Joe Kelly wasn't having a great year for the Red Sox. Yeah, and if you can find that guy, that's fantastic. And then he went and got paid in October. But guys that I want to see more of, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, Ryan Harper for sure. Um, Matt McGill is on that list for me, but that, that that might be the end of the list. It's not, it's not a very, very extensive list, right. I think, of guys. Yeah. Like a Fernando Romero, of course I'd love to include him on that list and say, hey, can he come be the, like, blow it out Let's go back to fastball guy. What's, what's the feeling? He I, hasn't been this year. No, I know, but is there is there an overall feeling that they can get him right at Rochester? Because we've seen his stuff. When Fernando Romero's stuff plays... He could be a. He could end up at some point in time, and it might be I don't know. It might be August of 2019. It might not be till 2020. But as much as he struggled, and and this and things have not gone according to plan, starting in spring training for him, going back to his stuff, 
one, it's not something that you give up on. And two, if you do get him right, this could be a essential, a key piece. Absolutely key piece. Not just a nice player, but a key piece. He could be one of those four that I'm talking about. He could be your Joe Kelly. Like he he's had a bad year so far. You'd say that. But this team's also done a very good job with maximizing talent from guys. Yep. And taking and to me, if you if you start to maximize Fernando Romero's talent, you're not talking about a oh, he's a pretty nice pitcher. You're talking about an essential ingredient yeah. to your bullpen. He's electric. You'd slide Correct. him right behind Taylor Rogers and say, All right, go to work, boys. Now I don't know what the missing link is there. I feel like that's kind of the the elephant in the room. What's the 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 lurking variable of how do the twins unlock this? They've unlocked, you know, Martin Perez. They've gotten sure a, sure a heck of a lot out of Jake Odorizzi, former ELA A A L E R A leader. There we go. Easy for me to say. Now that he gave it up to Lucas Giolito, my mouth just doesn't want to say the words anymore. Who, by the way, is fantastic. So I look at this and I say there are a number of guys that they've unlocked and that their pitching magic dust has worked for. For whatever reason, it's gone the other direction for Fernando Romero, and I'd love to know what the break in that chain is so they can get him right. Because he is one of those arms that you'd count on in October if he's maximizing at his full potential. All right, we're in the TCL Broadcast Studio. Zolgad, Wetmore, Manny Hill, back after this on the Score North Twin Show. It's easy. Fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. Twins coverage on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are up for grabs in the Score North Summer Online Auction. Bidding is underway and ends tomorrow at 8 p.m. Don't miss your chance to save as much as 70% on outstanding items in the Summer Online Auction. Bid online at scorenorth.com, keyword auction. A drive to right field. We are tied. (laughs) What'd I tell you? Don't give up hope. Max Kepler gets a high fastball. The fifth home run allowed by Velasquez, and it was a no-doubter. Score North Twin Show. That's from last night's uh, game as Max Kepler homered in the bottom of the 13th, I believe it was before I left to tie it up. Uh, by the way, a special raise by Wolves coming up at 1 o'clock. Uh, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill, Doogie, I believe, also going to drop by as they uh, start talking about the draft. There was a major deal made in the NBA today a trade involving uh, Mike Conley Jr. that they will, I'm sure, discuss. All right. Kevin just tweeted me, our friend on Twitter, Kevin Watterson. Kevin, I know. I quit scoring after 13. I said I violated my my rule because Kevin has sent me um, a video that he took of his scorecard from last night and says, Judd, you're a wimp. If you're going to score the game, you can't quit just because you run out of room. I know, okay? I violated my rule. I left. You, you're better than I am. I'm dumping on myself. I'm saying. Uh, did you guys ever, as you watched that game, and I tweeted this, and I got immediate feedback of people saying I'm an idiot, and I was joking around, but it just circles back to something that was brought up. As last night's game progressed, it's a regular season game in June. All right? 12 innings, 13 innings, 14 innings, blah, 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 blah. Did you think back to what I think came up last summer? Baseball thinking about putting a runner on second base, I think starting in the 13th, oh, to, try, to try and end games like that. Because I will. I did not. I will, I will say this. I will. I hate the idea, but I understand, you know, when you've taxed your bullpen completely, like you're running out of players, right? 
So did you guys give any thought to the idea that baseball, I think, tried in like the Atlantic League or something as well, of trying to expedite the end of a baseball game by putting a runner in scoring position starting, I believe they suggested the 12th. I did not think about that, and I would you am have felt, still not in favor of it. How would you have felt last night if that had happened? Cheated. I would have felt cheated. That was a masterpiece of a baseball game last night. And I know it went way too long. And if I was watching it by myself, truth be told, probably wouldn't have finished. I was watching with my brother and my dad. He left in the 13th just because wanted to change up the, you know, mojo a little bit or something like that. Mookie Betts homers, Max Kepler responds. Sure. It was a masterpiece of a ball game. And if you just said, go put Byron Buxton on second base, I know he's hurt, but just as an example, sure. go put Buxton on second base and hope that somebody spikes a slider and this game is over, I would have felt cheated. Manny? I, I'm i not really in favor of it either. I just... It, it's one thing if this were... If, if a game like last night happened all the time. Mm-hmm. If it was, if something like that was happening one or two times a week, yeah, and it was like this is too much. Yeah, this is too, too many, you know, too, <laughs> too many eighteen inning games. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. see any more of these eighteen inning games. We're risking the health of some of these relievers having to go in there longer. Catchers, if, you could make the yeah, point. catchers, yeah. But well, think about those this, two guys. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. My knees hurt this morning <laughs> watching Mitch Garver catch last night. Yeah, I mean, it, I think if something like last night happened on a more regular basis, then I could see maybe implementing something like that. But we see games like that, what, two, three times a year? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I say just leave, I'm with the, you guys. leave it the way it is. I was going to say, with, I'm with you guys. You're yeah. a team traditionalist, right? You don't, yes. like, don't want to tamper the, with baseball. I hate the idea, but I couldn't help but think of it as that game just droned okay. on. And Manny's right. If it happened 15 or 10 times a year, you'd be like, okay, you got to do something. Yeah. Here. But it doesn't. Well, and let's be honest, too. It's different from my perspective. Sitting in a... Uh, I don't want to disparage the press box. It's a great place. It's the best office in downtown Minneapolis. But, like, sitting in the press box working on uh, on your laptop and checking emails and planning stories and all that stuff, that's a very different vibe than sitting on my couch watching a baseball game with my family or friends and having a beer. Well, and I'm thinking about and it. for that game, I don't care that it goes 545. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it more from the team angle, though, is that your matters. catchers that matters, yeah. and your bullpen is basically depleted and nobody's left on the bench. I still hate the idea, but at least that caused me to think about it. Yeah. Sure. I think... Man. I don't want to do it. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't, okay. don't tweet me, people. I don't want to do this. <laughs> it was just brought up, and last night it was actually a relevant point to at least bring up again. If you want to add him, that's at jsolgad no, on Twitter.com. I got one this morning and said, are you stupid? I'm like, no, I didn't suggest it. I'm joking. I joked that they should put in an emergency rule to end the game. I was joking. I, you know, I, I'm not sure they need something like that, but if they do, I, that wouldn't be what I would do. I mean that's just that's Is cheapening there something it you to would me. Do we get done? I'm just trying to think. Like we were talking about the All Star game, and this had it just popped into my head. So I need more thought about this. I'm probably not going to make any extra inning rule changes. So Home it's fine. Derby? Some kind of skills competition. I don't want PKs. We were just watching the soccer promo for the. Did you just say skills competition? Something like that. I want to see that in the All Star game. I'd rather it end in a tie. If it's a regular season game, than a skills. Well, competition. that's a thing too. The All Star game. I don't care what you do to it. Well, sure. All-Star you know. Weekend. All-Star and the week, only reason fine. Bud cared is because that game was in Milwaukee know, and he right. was embarrassed in, exactly. in his home stadium. I get it. That's the only reason why. And and as he should have been, that was an embarrassing moment. But I look at it and I say, ties might be more appealing to me than a runner on second yep. automatic. 
I don't like that. All right. Derek Whitmore, thank you very much. Thank you. What a masterpiece that was. It was fun. Good show, too. (laughs) Manny Hill, Danny Cunningham, and Doogie coming up. A special Raised by Wolves as they look forward to uh, tomorrow night's NBA draft. Talk to you later. Thanks, boys.